The following BLTV program is brought to you by O'Flaherty Law. Please enjoy. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to uh, this episode of the On Purpose Growth Podcast, or welcome back to the On Purpose Growth Podcast. This episode, we're going to be talking about how to start uh, an agency with uh, $1,500 and, and grow it to seven figures. And uh, to, to talk us through this journey, I've got Justin Christensen, uh, the uh, founder and, and owner of Conversion Fanatics, and uh, he's actually done this. So uh, we're not just going to talk about um, some ideas. We'll talk about how he actually did this himself. So Justin, thanks for uh, taking the time and being on today, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cool. So why don't you give everybody a little bit of your background and then we can talk uh, about this fascinating journey from 1500 to seven <laughs> figures. Okay. Um, well, I started digital marketing 20 or so years ago, really in my early 20s. Um, failed miserably for many years and uh, found affiliate marketing, kind of went up through the ranks through that. Mm-hmm. Um, became partners on a company I was the number one affiliate on. We grew it to about 10 million in revenue. Um, sold it back to my business partners, I guess it's been 10 or 11 years ago now. And um, then based on some of the information that I published there, we, I was asked like, hey, how can I do that? And I just kind of started doing it as a small consultancy, you know, just here and there, just helping out some friends back and forth. And then um, partnered up with my longtime friend who had a team kind of built out and already started doing what we do now. And we threw each threw 750 bucks in a bank account and uh, said, here's an idea. Let's take what we know and know other people have been asking us about and see if we can make a business out of it. And fast forward seven years, you know, we've got the big team work with the fortune 500 brands and um, have plenty of bumps and bruises to go with it. (laughs) Those are uh, probably well, I find that the bumps and bruises are uh, the most valuable things because they, they they help me get to where I want to go. So yeah, um, for sure. So so you guys started with this idea and seven hundred. You pony up seven hundred fifty bucks each. Um, what happened next? Like, what what did you guys focus on to uh, to get this journey going? Well, we had no idea how to start an agency, nor did we have any idea how to run an agency. And in a lot of times, a lot of cases, I like to still think that I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I guess that keeps me humble and keeps me trying to strive for a little bit better. (laughs) But um, we started out because we came, we both came from direct response, like direct consumer marketing. So we just thought, well, what if we just teach it? You know, we know Mm -hmm. information marketing, let's just teach how to do this. But we figured out really quickly that nobody wanted to buy it. So, um, we wasted a lot of that, um, that $1,500, you know, getting a a webinar together and all of the things that we knew. And, and, uh, then we just, people just kept asking us, well, can't you just do this for us? Mm -hmm. We're like, well, we really don't want to be in the service business, but the more and more we went on, the more it happened. We got one client and then figured out that process didn't work and that product didn't work. And, um, that, solution didn't work and we weren't you know kind of trying to be a jack of all trades a master of none Mm -hmm. um in that situation and you know just kind of evolved it and morphed it 
from there and then hired, you know, our first employee or first contractor, I guess you mm-hmm, could say mm-hmm. that was a full-time person and um, just expanded the services and then focused, I guess, early on, we really focused on instead of worrying about selling it, mm-hmm. <laughs> we really worried about how we were going to fulfill it in a, in a great fashion. Um, because I'm not a systems and processes guy. I'm very much a hustler, go forward, break stuff, leave a trail of dust behind me. And (laughs) my business partner is the opposite of that. So he cleans up my messes. I Mm -hmm. I go and I just shake a lot of cages and, and, uh, and shake a lot of trees and he picks up the fruit and puts it in the right order and puts it in the basket. But, um, so that's what we did for about two years. We focused wow. just strictly on how can we do what we know how to do best for other people instead of focusing on solely to do it for us. And how do we fine tune it? Um, and what we figured out is the marketplace was, you know, we do conversion optimization. We do split testing for, you know, e-commerce businesses and yeah. other lead gen businesses. And what we found out is all of the other players in the market were, charging stupid fees and not actually doing it for the clients. Um, so when we stepped in, we decided, well, let's rattle their cages a little bit. Mm-hmm. And said, well, we'll do what they're, they're tr- helping you do. We'll actually do it for you for less money. How's that sound? And they're like, oh yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, so they were saving money. They were actually getting the service. And then they caught on to that, the other players in the market, and they started offering it as a service. Hmm. So then now we're going head to head again. So said, what happens if we shake the cage again? And Mm -hmm. we said, well, instead of competing with you guys, let's compete with ourselves and an internal team. So we don't, I, I literally do not think I have competition in the marketplace. Love it. And we can, we can unpack that later, but um, I really just focused on, what can we do to be an affordable solution that actually delivers the results versus, you know, I kind of like to call ourselves now the anti-agency agency agency, um, because I just don't like that as a model as a whole. And, And there's a lot of people in the marketplace that are jaded. So we just focused on the product for good two years. Like how can we better deliver it? And we still work on it, you know, every single week. Yeah. Right. It's never ending. (laughs) It's never ending. almost. Ongoing stuff. But, but when we started, it was all about the product. It wasn't worried about how do we sell it? Um, And I think that paid dividends because we did, we found out that, you know, we can deliver a better solution for a more affordable rate than what they were just not doing. Um, They were just saying, here's your design files. You go test it. You tell us the results. Now we're like, hey, we're going to design this for you. We're going to test it for you. And we're going to give you the results. Um, and now that's evolved into, you know, ongoing full service kind of retainer type relationship. And we've had to kind of change up our, our process and flow a little bit during that. But yeah, we did not focus anything on sales. I mean, we, we obviously had a warm market and we had some things for being in the industry as long as we had been um, that kind of got us through. So we made mm-hmm. some connections and some referrals started trickling in and and did it that way. And then from there, we just kind of expanded into actually advertising and actually promoting it. But um, that is a completely different story too. Yeah, <laughs> um, I in, can imagine. In, in, in what works too, because, um, and if you want, I can, un- I can unpack that too. But we found out that the traditional service of, you know, 
placing an ad. Like I, I can go out and I can get you, I can get you customers on a B2C basis. I can generate you leads on a B2C basis, but mm-hmm. B2B is a completely different ballgame. Yeah. Different ballgame. You, you can't just go place an ad and hope you're going to get customers and leads. It's just, we've tried. I mean, I've spent, I, I'm embarrassed to say how much money trying <laughs> and we figured out that that just was not going to work for us, that we needed that compounding kind of effort. And we needed to be in front of the right customers on a face-to-face basis, essentially. Um, and we just took a page out of Salesforce and hmm. their advertising and, and their marketing and their lead gen was outbound. I mean, we just took a SaaS playbook and we got really, really good at outbound marketing. Um, I mean, 85% of our growth for quite a few years was outbound. Wow. Um, it was strictly that postcards, direct mail, um, cold email, dialing to mm-hmm. social touches to, you know, a full, you know, 60 plus day cadence of getting this person's attention, you know, the water cooler effect and all yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the things that go into that. And then we found live events sponsorships to kind of couple that too. So we would go to, you know, a big industry event like ad tech, or we mm-hmm. would go to SMX West, which is a Google event. Um, we sponsored, you know, like traffic and conversion summit and oh, wow. all of, all of these events, we were just like, whatever we can do to get a booth there, mm-hmm. get our name out there, the better. Um, then I wrote a best-selling book. Luckily it became a best-selling book um, uh, during that to kind of use that as a overarching. And then my direct response hat, got removed <laughs> and I was less about direct response and I was more about, okay, we've got some brand equity here. Yeah. Cause if you know, it's, it's the typical sales cycle, you have nine, 10, 11 touches, you know, some say it's less, some say it's more, but yeah. I, you know, more can't hurt. Um, exactly. And, and when you couple that with actually giving a damn and delivering results mm. for your clients, then the brand equity plays and plays a role. And now you've got people seeking you there when they think about your service, they think about you. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't think about somebody else or your name gets thrown into the hat, mm-hmm. um, regardless of what that happens. Um, and that's really kind of what we focused on is just that, that revolving cycle. And then of course COVID hit <laughs> and, uh, took live events out from under us, uh, very quickly, uh, but yeah, that's that's really um, where it kind of all started, I guess. That's a long-winded answer. Yeah, no, that's, that was awesome, man. <laughs> man, the, that uh, that really paints a clear picture, at least for me. Um, you know, early on, it sounded like you uh, you were focused on how are you going to be different versus better, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how did how much did that play into or that philosophy play into that part as well as kind of the maturation of the company? Well, I mean, you can throw a rock and hit an agency, mm-hmm. particularly these days. I mean, everybody and their brother is a digital marketing expert. Yeah. It's like, well, how do you cut through that noise and that clutter? And instead of being, you know, we were different in the fact that we approached it differently. We approached it from how we did it for ourselves to grow. You know, we grew companies 500% for ourselves. It's not in in a year. It's not that we just went out there and, hey, today we think we can make a buck made doing an agency. Yeah. It was, we've been practicing it for 10 years. So it's, it's how, how do you actually deliver that? 
um, in a way and set yourself apart. And I know how to email market. I know how to write direct response copy. You know, I know how to build websites and landing pages. I know how to do, you know, to run the ads and do all of those things. But we wanted to be really great at one thing. And that was the one thing that really set ourselves apart Mm -hmm. from previous competition in our previous companies is, you know, the optimization part, everybody screams traffic, but nobody really screams the conversion piece. And that's the piece that's missing, particularly for businesses that want to grow and scale. So we really took that approach on how we could, you know, obviously, yes, be the best and deliver a great product, but how could we differentiate ourselves in the market? You know, you've got good, fast and cheap pick two. Um, and we weren't necessarily in the beginning, we weren't necessarily the cheapest. And, mm-hmm. you know, so, but we wanted to be good. And in fact, we wanted to be great at it. Um, so, you know, we, we weren't always the fastest. So we wanted to kind of marry those three together as much as possible. But mm-hmm. now we're, we're not necessarily the cheapest, but we're ne- not necessarily the most expensive. But we also, we deliver faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to, I think we're the best in the market, but, you know, again, I don't pay attention to the other competition out there. Um, so we really drew, and we started the company and this is probably important, uh, note to, to add is we started it with no egos. Oh, I love that. I so, love that, man. That, that, that line was worth this whole interview. I'll tell you that right now, man. And still to this day, my business mm-hmm. partner and I, have never butted heads never because you because you take that approach we take that approach it's like whatever it takes mm-hmm. is what it takes it's mm-hmm. not going to be oh you needed to do this you didn't lift your end of the bargain you didn't do this we've all got our strengths and weaknesses we are polar opposites mm-hmm. but we know a hell of a lot about the same topic mm-hmm. so he has a different approach than i do so we've come at it from And if you're fortunate enough to have a business partner, I know a lot of partnerships are not like this. I've had Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Um, He's had them. Um, Is we did. We literally said no egos. 50-50. We're just going to do what it takes. You do you. If we don't agree on something, we don't do it. And if that's literally it, if we cannot come to a logical decision on it, yes, we, we, kind of bicker, you know, and give our points of view and just say, you know, I don't like this. I don't like this, but we come at it with really no ego. It's like, if we can't wholeheartedly agree to do it, then we don't do it. Um, and it's worked <laughs> so far. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like you, 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 uh, uh, you don't fight over things, but you share different perspectives and, and appreciate the other perspective to create a result, whether it's doing something or not. Yeah. And, and that's it. And we, we just, we literally, I mean, whether it comes down to, you know, I'm sitting in our lounge in our office, mm-hmm. which literally no, nobody's been in here. I think our ops guys here and it's me typically because yeah. from COVID, but uh, you know, whether it's to order office furniture and what type of office furniture, you know, it's just the little things like that um, to what we sponsor, what we don't, what pieces are we focusing on this month? What in the, in the processes are we going to change? Um, everything we literally make sure everybody knows like he or I know exactly what's going on at any, any given time. And because of that, we've been able to adapt very quickly and evolve and change the way that we do things internally without any resentment, without Mm -hmm. any, 
um, you know, irritation because we're, we're in it. We're rowing the boat the same direction. Yeah. So we came at it with no egos. Our philosophy was continuous daily improvement or the the philosophy of Japanese philosophy of Kaizen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Love it. Love it. So that's it. It's literally our motto. It's, it's written on a poster out here. Yeah. Literally that's our company mission is Kaizen. We continuous daily improvement. I don't Mm -hmm. care what it is, whether we're, we're better, 1% better at client communication today or what, I don't care. Something has to improve that day. Um, and that's how we built the entire company. Literally, I'd like to say it was some secret sauce, um, but it was actually just giving a damn, mm-hmm. really caring about whether we deliver results or not, and not forcing situations that we could force and, and communication. And I always tell people that if anything ever falls apart, it's somebody didn't embrace the process, somebody was not patient, and somebody didn't communicate. It's one of those three. Um, and that's where it falls apart every single time. If yeah. some client relationship falls apart, it's somebody didn't communicate or the expectations weren't set and communicated effectively. And I never want it to be me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hear you. So, I, hear you. <laughs> um, I lose far more sleep than I care to admit um, over campaigns. But yeah, we just tried to set ourselves apart from being different in when they zigged, we zagged. Mm. We did something different. We disrupted the market. I mean several different times and now where it really came to a head with the the branding and the execution side of things was i mean really during covid when it really came to a head where we thought okay we're in trouble because everybody freaked out we Mm -hmm. thought we were going to be 50 percent down um, by the end of april of 2020 and it went the opposite direction what (laughs) Um, really yeah it went the opposite direction like um by many many multiples I mean, it was, it was absolutely insane. Um, But since we were a lean operation, we understood our inputs and outputs and we understood what we could do. And we had such a reputation in the market that when everybody decided that, Hey, this isn't as bad as it is, that what they say it is Mm -hmm. when, after everybody freaked out, in particular, we cater to e-commerce businesses and um everybody, my name was the first one that got thrown in the hat or conversion fanatics was. But what stemmed from that is I was actually speaking at a conference in Dallas mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And I wasn't wearing conversion fanatics gear or anything, but I was going up the escalator in this very large hotel. And somebody said, Hey, conversion fanatics, as we're, he's coming down, I'm going up. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, there might be something to this because he didn't say Justin. He said Conversion Fanatics. Yeah, the brand. Um, and yes, I'm known as the guy from Conversion Fanatics and I'm kind of known as the, the expert in the field um, in a lot of senses, but the brand stands on its own because mm-hmm. I, I'm not in the trenches every single day. I'm just in the trenches supporting my team. So yeah. what can I do to make sure I lift them up and I make sure they deliver a better product or service because they're way smarter than me in a lot of cases. Um, so yeah, we just, we're not in competition with anybody else. And people ask me all the time. They're like, well, how do you compare to so-and-so or whatever? I'm like, I honestly, I have no idea. I don't know what they do. I, I don't care. So um, I, I, kind of two, uh, two questions, but I think it's one is how because that you don't really compete against anybody. Is that from kind of that Kaizen kind of continuous improvement thinking like, Hey, if I focus on other people, I can't actually focus on myself. It is in a sense, but it also stemmed from a meeting that I had with a potential 
client. We do very little business locally. Okay. But I, at one point, because we, 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 we're not afraid to try stuff, mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm. literally try advertising or marketing gimmicks or tricks or whatever. Yeah. You know, one, one time I think I remember sending crisp $100 bills with a letter to CMOs of like 10 companies. And like at a point in time when we did not have 1100 bucks to blow. And I, I sent out all of that and um, failed miserably. Um, I think we got one response. Like it was whatever, it was what it is. Um, but it, yeah, I had my assistant at the time email a bunch of people from our local business journal mm-hmm. <laughs> in town, like a new and a new businesses started, whatever, and ended up having a meeting with a very high profile CEO that had just moved to town. He just took in a round of funding from Michael Dell of Dell Computers. Wow. Um, he had already had a public company and, you know, I estimate the guy's worth close to a billion dollars. Um, moved to town, you know, he's like, yeah, sure. I love meeting cool people. And in, in, I just moved to Austin. So absolutely. So we went to lunch and I said, who's your competition? He shrugged his shoulders. He had no idea. And I said, you really don't know your competition. And the words have stuck with me since mm-hmm. then. And this is five, six years ago, mm-hmm. you know, very early on in the company. Um, he said, I'm just trying to deliver the best product or service that I can for my customers. And the rest will take care of itself mm. or paraphrased. Yeah, um, I get it. though. But so that has stuck with me ever since. And I just thought if we can just be a little bit better every day, if we truly care, and we just deliver a great product or service, the rest will follow. Mm-hmm. And sure, we don't we don't win every time. It's even right. it's a service business. It just doesn't always work that way. You know, I think there's a two-star review on our review portfolio. You know, it's it's we're human, you know, mm-hmm. we make mistakes, but we just try to eliminate those. But we just try to be a little bit better than we were every day, every day. Just try to be a little bit better and the best product or service. And it's, it's catapulted now, you, you know, 2020 and 2021, we do some basic branding advertising and mm-hmm. the rest of it's inbound. Like the rest of it is just, Hey, this is a guy you need to talk to. They need help. Wow. Um, I have so many conversations every single week with people that, you know, we planted the seed mm-hmm. five years ago. I had a call the other day with somebody that we talked to originally in 2017. <laughs> Wow. And he's like, oh yeah, we didn't talk, but now I'm with this company and I remember you from back then and you mm-hmm. helped me out with so-and-so. Um, and and I really come at it from that perspective of now more so as we're matured. You know, when you're early on, you kind of take every dollar that you can get mm-hmm. um, and force situations that probably aren't there. Um, but we've changed that tune. So now I even tell people on sales calls, it's like, or when they're interested in having us help, I'm like, I need to see if I can help. Yeah, right. And yeah. if I can help, I'm going to do everything in my power to help. But I have to be able to return, get you a return on your investment with us. Mm-hmm. If I can't, then I'm not going to force the situation. And everybody really, truly appreciates that. I don't hard sell anybody. I don't mm-hmm. do any of that. I just say like, we're here. We're a resource. We're a solution. We're a tool. We have this service. This is how we do it. If you want those results, we'll help you get them. But mm-hmm. um, up until that point, we just, you know, it, it's it's taken, I like to say we're an overnight success. You know, I'm now 20 years in the making. Yeah. But Conversion <laughs> Fanatics is, is seven years old now this spring. Um, 
I guess, I don't even know what month it is. It's February. So next month, yeah. we will be seven. <laughs> we literally came up with the idea in January of 2014. No so, way. That's cool. Um, and threw our hat, our money in a hat in March, I think is what it was. Um, so we actually didn't even join forces till a couple months later. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, we're literally, we're coming up on our seventh birthday. <laughs> Wow, man, that's this sounds like such a uh, an awesome, crazy journey. Well, and and I think one last question because man, we could go in so many directions. There's uh-huh. so much meat on the bone here. So it sounds like you, um, I think it plays in with this improve one percent a day. Uh, in, in my perception, is you. You, you built the company in small iterations. It's like you were improving and, hey, let's get better. Okay, kind of how does that work and get better? Is it, did I hear that right? Yeah, so that's the, the frustrating part. And going back to that, I didn't have the first clue about first starting and running an agency and I still mm-hmm. don't. Um, and I go back to that patience word mm-hmm. is I don't have any patience. <laughs> um, fortunate enough, I have young children, as I know you do too, Mm -hmm. um, they test your patients and they teach you patients. Mm -hmm. So, but, and my daughter's 10 now. So she's, I started this company after she was born and my son's eight. So actually he was a baby when we started this company. Yeah. Um, and we really, you can't get that instant gratification that we're so used to in marketing. I can't place an ad and measure and adjust that way and steer it like on a daily or even weekly basis. The change I make today, I won't see the impact for a couple months Mm. on how it actually played out or was that effective. And even at that basis, it's it's kind of a cohort analysis. I'm I'm a, I'm a data junkie. I look at numbers all day, every day. Mm -hmm. That's what we do, but I can't do that on an apples to apples comparison. So I'll make a small change or we'll try something and then we'll wait six months and see if it actually worked. Mm. All the while we're making five or six other changes in different areas. Um, but again, it comes back to that. We're not afraid to make changes and fall flat on our face. I mean, I remember one time we spent literally our last dollars. Um, we were down to almost nothing. And we were at a, a large event that we had sponsored and we we're like, we're, we're done guys. If we don't get yeah. more business or we have to lay off staff and we're, yeah, you know, this is it. Payroll. How are we going to make payroll? Literally at this event that we just spent a whole bunch of money to sponsor. It's like, if we don't get like 10 new clients out of this and that's stretching it. Like that was, if we were lucky to get 30, 40 leads and close five, six, seven deals. I mean, that was a solid event for us. Um we said, if we don't get 10, we're done. Like, what's the no brainer? Like, what's the no brainer offer? We're like brainstorming on the airplane. You know, we're landing, we're driving to the hotel, we're brainstorming. And I remember, you know, looking at my business partner, like, we, if we don't do something, we're, we're screwed. <laughs> and we ended up getting 11. Oh my God. Uh, clients out of the deal. Um, but it wasn't out of death. It, we didn't position it as the, we positioned it as the place of authority, not out of the place of desperation. Because yeah. I think if we would have really shown our desperation, because um, again, I don't know how to run an agency, um, <laughs> is I think that would have made the turning point. 
but I don't know if that answered your, your true no, it did, uh, question, it, but it, it, it seemed like did. I'm going on a whole bunch of tangents right no, now. No, no, you're good, man. <laughs> you did because uh, it's, you know, in my business, we use a lot of the, the, the Kaizen theory of constraints, this type of thinking sales. So uh, I get your, your thinking on, Hey, let's kind of build this in small iterations. Cause everybody wants, well, excuse me. There's a lot of people that want these huge companies or they have this aspirational goal. And if they don't get it right away, they think they fail, but that's not true is you can, you, what I found to be true is building things in iterations and can, continue to build upon foundational things is what mm-hmm. helps you get the momentum. You help helps you get that feedback from the market to figure out what your next step is. That's exactly it. You just nailed it is the feedback from the market mm-hmm. because what I think doesn't matter <laughs> at all at the end of the day. And I tell that to my clients too. It's like, what you or I think doesn't matter. It's what your visitors with their credit card out ready to buy your product from your website matter. Um, but it goes back to that. I, I don't know what I was doing, you know? So it's just like, I just tried stuff and something stuck. We continued doing that, <laughs> you know, and it, it just, it built upon it. And, it. and I think, you know, we did too, at the same time, we started the company when we first formed it as conversion fanatics and we were going to go all in on this agency because mm-hmm. when it was started, it wasn't called conversion fanatics. It didn't get named oh. that till like nine months later. Um, it was actually because we tried to teach it. <laughs> so oh, yeah. fanatics in and of itself wasn't, wasn't a cool enough name. Um, but true, we started it too, to not, you know, I, I, I just lost my train of thought completely. Uh, you were talking about how uh, um, it didn't start out as conversion fanatics. Oh yeah. It didn't, it didn't start out as conversion fanatics um, in that, and we didn't really start out to know exactly what our product or service was going to be. But we also started out thinking that we're going to build something when we named it Conversion Fanatics to sell it. Like oh. that was our goal. Zero to millions as fast as we could because we're used to scaling other businesses and mm-hmm. direct to consumer. Um, we got, we, we grossly overestimated our abilities <laughs> um, to do it from a B2B perspective. Um, not along the way, we've had many offers to buy us. We almost went public on the London Stock Exchange as far oh, as wow. a big roll up. I mean, it was Damn. a big madness thing, but we we started it out in a position to like, we're going to grow and sell it. That was mm-hmm. it. That was our main kind of initiative and everything we've done has kind of fallen into that bucket. Yes, we've deviated from it, um, just to do whatever it takes. But that was how we built the company to group build that foundation. So we can make, take those risks mm-hmm. um, and we can, you know, adapt and change without kind of siloing ourselves into that position. But, you know, we thought we would do more in less time and mm. it's taken us now. We're finally to the point where like, Oh, we might be getting there now. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but it's, but again, it's always those people, everybody, I mean, particularly in the agency world, you can go on Facebook and you can see an ad for, you know, 15 new client leads a month or whatever and all, everybody's teaching it. We tried all those services, every one of them. Um, None of them work, Mm -hmm. (laughs) at least for us. I've tried them. None of them work. Me either. (laughs) No, I mean, we've done the LinkedIn stuff. We've, I mean, we've done it for ourselves. We were really great at outbound. We even tried 
outbound services that didn't work and, you know, that thought they could get better results from our own internal efforts. But we had mailed, I don't know, 180,000 plus contacts. And wow. I think it was, I mean, it was stupid. I mean, the, the amount of results and impact and learnings that we had from it, because we're optimization people. I can optimize yeah. that. Did mm -hmm. they open the email? No. Did exactly. they click on the link? No. Okay. How do we optimize that? Right. I can optimize that target. Um, but this moving target of agency land is different, but yeah, we just built it to do what it is, you know, that we just built it to sell. And I think that's the foundation that we've built is around a team and not mm -hmm. around a sole purpose and, you know, being a, a, a sole provider and all of that thing. And we can actually, we've, we've proven we can sell it with salespeople. We've proven we can do all mm -hmm. of those things, um, so it, it makes it more appealing for when the timing is right. Um, and in fact, we turned down an offer last week. Oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, wow. um, just because we're so close. I mean, we're this close to what our ultimate goal was. Yeah. And, but it hasn't, it hasn't come easy. So everybody claiming that it has, that it's going to be easy, they're lying to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. For those listening to this, you know, to take something, it sounds good. The title of this, you know, whole podcast is, you know, 1500 to millions and it didn't come easy. I mean, it's, there's a lot of sleepless nights. There's a lot of what ifs and unknowns and mm -hmm. trial and error and falling flat and almost losing it and not, you know, worrying, you know, wondering where we're going to get payroll from and firing people in HR and hiring people and, you know, all the admin stuff like health insurance and, yeah, exactly. you know, navigating all that, that stuff, you know, getting an office place and then a pandemic and all of yeah, that, right. you know, the, what do you do with that? Yeah, right. We've been in this office for almost, I guess it's five plus years now, but um, yeah, it's like a big waste of space, but what do you do at the same time when you're in a lease? As an but entrepreneur, it's, it's, it is, sign up for but it. it's, I don't think people really see that. But I think the biggest lesson I would probably take from this is no egos, which I talked about. Don't overestimate mm. your abilities because it's hard. And agency is not an easy business model. Um, and just care. Mm. Don't, don't chase a dollar. I mean, there's times you're going to want to but it never ends well. If you can't deliver on it, cause I see all the time, I'm sure you see it too. Oh, is yeah. You'll see the screenshots of the person's like, Hey, I just sold this guy, you know, on a $10,000 a month retainer. And, and um, now what, now what? It's like, what do you mean now? What exactly? Like, Oh my like, God. Like, I've been doing this for 10 years before I ever even tried to sell it. Um, so I see a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people in the marketplace are jaded. They just think that, you know, it's going to be easy and they can make this money. And yes, you can make good money, but are you going to be around in six months, let alone six mm -hmm. years or seven years? And I was talking with a friend of mine this morning, in fact, about this. He's in the sales recruiting business and he mm -hmm. does, does sales um, for mostly insurance. Mm -hmm. So very cutthroat, mm -hmm. <laughs> very brutal brutal industry um and he was just saying like you know keep grinding keep consistency and i've literally preached the same message mm -hmm. on 
hundreds of podcasts, written a book about it. I've spoken on stages about it. I've written countless blog articles. I think one year I wrote 120 blog articles. Whoa, that's on awesome. Op- on optimization. I was banging them out left and right. Yeah. You know, five, damn. 600 word articles, just brain dumps. Um, they're still on our blog somewhere. I think um, <laughs> we don't even update our blog anymore. That's how crazy it's been. But, wow. um, but I just, it's, it's consistency and persistence mm-hmm. coupled with giving a damn. And yeah. that's how we've grown this entire company. Um, it's, it's nothing, no rocket science. It's just learn from our mistakes, go forward. Um, but I think it really does come down to just truly caring mm-hmm. and, and then, and trying to, to catapult it from there. It's, it's, uh, it sounds like you kept it simple and that doesn't mean it was easy. It was just, no, when you keep it simple, you can focus and, uh, and get things done. So, so I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to explain that man. And, um, you know, as we wrap up, why don't you share with everybody how they can get a hold of you or where they can find your book and anything that you share, I'll make sure it's posted, you know, wherever this video or uh, the audio is. So if you if you're listening or watching, you don't write it down. Don't worry, it's somewhere around <laughs> here. So why don't you share how how people can get a hold of you and even find the book? Um, you can find me at conversionfanatics.com, mm-hmm. plural. Um, that's some of those old blog articles that be on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not a whole bunch of B two B stuff, but there's a lot a whole lot of B two C. Um, you can find me on social media. I'm all over it. OneSpotSocial.com slash Justin Christensen that's links over to videos I've recorded over the years on the YouTube channel to, you know, LinkedIn and Facebook, et cetera, even over, I think our Twitter and stuff that mm-hmm. I don't even think we update anymore. Um, that's so crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't logged in Twitter in a whole long time. Um, and then the books on Amazon. Uh, What's it called? Uh, Conversion fanatic, how to double your customer sales and profits with AB testing. Uh, so you could just find that search my name. Uh, okay. Justin Christensen and should be able to find me. Awesome. Um, and I think it's free on Kindle Direct Publishing for um, Prime members. Oh, really? And if you, if you want to download the, the Kindle version. Oh, awesome, um, man. That's great. So, uh, well, hey, man, I appreciate you being on. This was uh, how simple you kept it. Uh, I, I, I hope that people hear that message uh, to help them get to where they want to go, because I, I think that's really invaluable. And the whole ego thing was... Man, that was such a gold nugget. So I appreciate your time and uh, thanks for being on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, thanks for everybody tuning into this uh, episode of the On Purpose Growth Podcast, whether you're watching or listening. Uh, please come back for, uh, for our next one and uh, we'll see you next time. Take care.